You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. In the name of Allah, most gracious, ever merciful, welcome, good morning, assalamu alaikum, and may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all from Saturday morning live, 18th of November, 2023, with myself, Kayum, and joining me today, Brother Fahim Nasser, good morning, assalamu alaikum, peace be on you, Brother Fahim. Welcome, Islam. Peace be upon you too. How's I'm, it going, man? I'm I'm so happy to be here. Like I was saying this on Thursday in the show that this is the highlight of my week. So I'm getting that twice this week. It's a pleasure to have you here, man. It's an honor it's, and a privilege, honestly. Of course, you know it is. Uh, it is voice of Islam. Yeah, the way of life. Definitely. And uh, you know, as much as it's raining outside, it's always as I always say, it's corny as hell. Yeah. <laughs> but the sun always shines in the yeah. voice of Islam. Definitely, and because the AC works. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as always, uh, Saturday Morning Live is is um, light-hearted, but uh, with, the, with the serious twang um, where we do talk of serious issues. Yes. Um, but uh, normally we go through, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk about what's happening um, in the world uh, based around what the newspapers are reporting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will spend about half hour doing that. Uh, but the main topic of today, um, and it can't be any other topic, to be honest, yeah, is, is related to, to Palestine. Is there anything else to discuss? Well, you know, there is a lot happening in the mm-hmm. world. but and, and we will cover some of those yeah. things because it's important to cover some of those things. But Palestine, th- there are so many different elements mm-hmm. that one can pick that is so wrong, but they all seem to be happening in Palestine. And today we're going to focus on justice. We're going to talk about um, the inhumane treatment. And it's not going to be... I'm actually a bit fed up of the defensive. Hmm. That, you know, so f- firstly, a lot of people have tried to make this into a Muslim Jew thing. It's not. Yeah, it's not religious. It's got nothing to do hmm. with religion. Um, but... It, the 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 behavior of people, the lip service, um, which and the reason I say lip service, um, the actions have not matched the words. Yeah, and that it's that within itself is an injustice to the cause they speak about, because they raise hopes of people, and then they dash them, yeah. they pull the rug from under people's feet. So we're going to be talking about justice and humanity. And of course, we're going to finish off with an ele- element of uh, um, of some sport and and uh, to see what else is is happening in and around within the community. Mm-hmm. We will be joined later on by Imam Faiz Nasser. Um, a brother will give us an idea. He's um, Imam Faiz um, is um, a senior team member in MTA Africa, and only a few days ago um, they did a show um, based um, on the human rights issue and on humanity um, within Muslim television Africa. And so he's going to shed some light on uh, what they discussed uh, and where they think or where he thinks um, that these uh, esteemed guests that he spoke to, uh, they think this narrative, is how this narrative is going to play out. But before we do that, um, you're, you're, uh, you're, a, you're a social media man, no? Marketing, yep. Uh, well, yeah. nowadays, well, see, marketing uh, is 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 for people like me. Yeah, that when people say marketing, you think oh, billboards. I'm and thinking they, billboards. Yeah. yeah, you know, and, uh, and TV adverts and stuff. No, no, definitely. So, uh, 
I originally like focused on social media and then have expanded to more marketing specifically for uh, startups. So yeah, I've spent my week helping clients understand their customers and try to get the messages out there of the services that they provide. So yeah, that's that's how I spend my week. How uh, how how, uh, how progressive are we in 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 uh, social media technology? Because look, uh, to me, when I listen to someone like you, I think, oh wow. Because in my days, I'm of an age where when the phone bell used to ring, I did not know who's on the other side until <laughs> I picked up the yes. phone. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> so, so when I picked, you know, in our uh, days, it was like, pick up the phone, bing, bing. Yeah. Like, Hello. Simpler like, times. Oh, okay, yeah. With you, with you, with you, with yeah. your generation, you pick up, you think, oh, okay, oh, yeah. I don't want to talk to you. I don't him. want to pick that up. There you go. Yeah. You see, so, so there is, yeah. a, so there's a lot for me to learn from you. Definitely. No, so I, I did something really cool this week. Um, well, I think it's cool. Let's see what the listeners think. And, um, but for me, uh, ChatGPT, you know, of everybody's heard of it. If you haven't heard of it, it's um, an AI that it helps you do many tasks. Um, and they have a plus version. It helps you cheat, you mean? <laughs> yeah, I know, like, you know, people don't have to go to the library and pull out books and yes. <laughs> sit there and read anymore. It's, it's all summarized and everything for you. But um, one thing that I was doing that was quite cool uh, is that you can now customize uh, ChatGPT. So okay. you can create custom versions of it so i was playing around with it where i was trying to understand how can we create a custom gpt that enables you to help a business find their business objectives and key results okay so this is something that i'm trying to work on for my business but then i was thinking about there's so many use cases for it right so it's the way it's changed now if you use the app you can take a picture of your bike for example um and you can ask uh, ask ChatGPT say, how can I lower or uh, increase the height of the seat? They'll ask, uh, okay, do you have any more information? So let's say you take a picture of the the manual and the tools that you have available. It will then give you a guide step by step, saying this is how you do it. So, if I was to understand it correctly, ChatGPT is not a Google. You just type in there and it just yeah. throws you a million yeah. things. You have to be very specific. Yeah. So it's like you are talking to someone mm. and explaining to them what you want and it needs to be done in detail before you expect to get some kind of response from it. Definitely. How I like to look at it is as a really intelligent child. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have the experience. So you need to give it the context, okay? Right, but it understands and it has a vast amount of information. So, but the information that it will give you is based upon the information that it stores. Yes, that it's crawled and that, that it's consumed into its models. Yeah, okay. Because and and the reason that's important is because it's it will give you an answer based on its data input. Yes. But obviously, if you give it more context, right? So, it, and of course, yeah. of, over time, that will increase. Yeah. So, you, are, you, are you talking about bias here? The, the, the there is a, the, the reason. Yeah. And again, I'm 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 so happy you mentioned uh, ChatGPT because I was I'm not too sure which platform or what name yeah. of this AI, but it was this uh, um, article I was reading, and it was relating to Palestine, and somebody said that they inserted, um, you know a question about freedom for the Palestinians. Mm. And the answer came out was, it's a very complex, it's a very complex uh, answer. Right. That was the response of AI okay. saying that looking for freedom for Palestinians mm. 
and ChatGPT or whatever um, yeah. the name of the, the this, this platform, this platform yeah. it was, they said, well, it's a very complex question. It bases on this, this, da, 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 da. Whereas when they asked for freedom for Israel, straight away said, yeah, of course it has a right to have freedom. Da, da, da. So it was mm, like, interesting. It's 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 who's putting the information in. Yeah needs to be very, very careful and needs to be chosen um, that, that they're impartial or they or, or even that that person believes in justice. Yes. So th- there's a lot of ethical considerations with AI. Yeah. Like we've had some leaders come out and say that like it's advancing way too quickly. We've given access to... What, Elon to, Musk, your famous, yeah. most famous one. Um, so with that, they, like there is fears about the ethical considerations. So... How it works in the sense that where that may have come from is that models are trained. So they, there's you you tell you give an input. You say, uh, "Is this uh, an elephant?" Right, and you show it two pictures. Right, one is an elephant, one isn't, and then you show it. So you train that model. So you say, "Look, this is an elephant. That one isn't." Mm. Then it will go through a bunch of data that it's fed, and it will check. It will be like, "Okay, this is a." This is an elephant. This is, and you show it so many different types of elephants that it then learns what one is, and well, then it can start to predict. So that's where, if the information, like you said, if the information that is being fed is biased or is manipulated in some way, it will ruin the model. And then, and then as they, so as it starts to develop and as it becomes more, um, as it becomes more sophisticated. Uh, there will be it, it essentially creates a brain, right? It, mm. That's 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 what it is, right? It, it, it builds, a machine-based uh, yeah, brain, yeah, machine yeah. learning, right? So it's it's learning, just as we, like children. That's why I like the example of an intelligent child, right? Mm. It's got no experience, but it's got a brain like with a vast amount of information. Look, progression, development, fantastic. Mm. I think you know it's 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 a uh, it's amazing, mm. uh, but. What's worrying is when the leaders of the same industry come out and collectively, uh, you know, make a statement that this is too fast. Yeah. Um, and for the people that who are expected to use this, it's 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 beyond them. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I, uh, and my my fear again is the younger generation. Not that they're naive, yeah. but they are reliant on these tools to a degree that. They won't look elsewhere for second opinions. I totally agree because the thing is, I was listening to a podcast the other day um, with this guy called Alex Hermosi, and he was saying that a lot of people say to me, I'm good at maths. Mm. And um, he was like, I'm not. Mm. Like, I just stopped using a calculator and I started doing everything in my head. And that made me better. And it's it's this yeah. reliant on, this reliance on these, uh, you know, AIs tools. And, and tools, right? That it's yeah. just making everybody lazier. That we're not using, we're not thinking for ourselves, and that's where that's where we're unique, right? We've got our critical thinking. We've got that understanding of context. We like you know the emotions. Yes, it can get a bunch of rules and and tell you, okay, this is what's most likely going to happen, but. You've got to have that empathy, and you know, especially in the subject that we're going to discuss today, right? You've got to have that empathy. Definitely, I think uh, you hit the nail on the head there. I think you used the word "we're not thinking for ourselves," mm. and clearly, that is what's happening in and around the world with supposed leaders yeah. who are not thinking for themselves, and because they're not thinking for themselves, they're creating a very disillusioned narrative for the people who follow them blindly. Yeah, yeah. 
the what definition of justice, yeah. this yeah. definition of justice, yeah. is is missing. Hmm. But that's something we will probably go to it in the next twelve to fifteen minutes. Let's just have a quick scan through what's happening in the newspapers um, of today. There's there's quite a lot happening around the world. Um, something we will touch on, but. Uh, um, let's start with, what should we start with? The Times. The Times is talking about how toxic National Health Service uh, puts people at risk. Uh, this is a damning report that's come out um, on the current state of the National Health Service, which says that the toxic behavior of doxa, doctors is putting patients at risk, providing an eye-catching lead story for The Times. Rob Behrens, um, Behrens who investigates complaints that the NHS calls in his report for medical training to be redesigned to encourage new medics to be more empathetic. He also warns of a balkanization of health workers with rivalries between doctors and nurses or midwives and obstetricians harming patient care. You know, it's it's strange. Our media is just... Oh, look, did you hear that squeak? Yeah, yeah I'm going to... Oh, that, that's, that's going to go against me here. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I hear a cheer squeak, I think, oh, my God. Oh, wow. That's just... I need to sit still. Yeah. WD-40. Um, the newspapers are supposed to report, not create it's divisions. Yeah. You know? This this thing about NHS. Everyone seems to be wanting to beat up on the NHS. I was literally going to say the same thing to you. I was going to say that, honestly, like, I think the NHS gets such a bad rap. Yeah. Like... If you're in other countries, you would, and you need to use an ambulance, you get charged an eight thousand bill, yeah. uh, eighteen thousand yeah. dollar bill afterwards, right? Like the fact that we can call on services, yeah, you might have to wait. Yeah, there may be like shortcomings, but at the end of the day, you have healthcare for free when you need it. Well, Daily Mail of all the papers in the world mm. has got a positive thing to say about the NHS. They're talking well about health. They're saying there's a breakthrough trial on the way where prostate scan um, uh, <coughs> scan hope for every man in the United Kingdom. Thousands of lives could be saved thanks to a landmark prostate cancer screening um, which is being uh, which whose trial is being announced today. Um, <coughs> as I said always welcome. Islam is a religion is a faith, is a way of life that encourages um, promotion, progression Mm. Uh, development because especially when it comes to preservation of life yeah it's so important and evolution of man is progression of the mind of the thinking yeah. it's not monkey turning into a man it's you know man being of uh, you know neanderthal homo sapien or whatever mm. the, the, the you know the, yeah. the stages of evolution the stages of evolution may be mm. but it got to a point where prophet adam was mm. the first man who understood yeah. Revelation, yeah. and was hence why he's the first prophet of God, not the first man of God. Yes, um, you know it's it's a uh, it's a strange notion uh, that people believe, and I find it so difficult to comprehend it when people say Adam and Eve were the first people, were the first human beings on Earth, yeah. because then it raises a million other questions, mathematically, scientifically, morally, ethically, that how is it that Adam and Eve were the first two people, yeah. and now we are eight billion, but. That's another program. I'm smiling because I was going to say that you're going off on a bit of a tangent. <laughs> but but it's but it's got to be said. Yeah, nice the bit of context. There. Yeah, it's the yeah. reason it's got to be said yeah. is again because we were we were taught this teaching hmm. by you know by by the reformer of this age, yes. who revived the word of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah hmm. be upon him. Hmm. And and everything we do, th there is that hint of message 
that teaching mm. that comes from the Promised Messiah, the founder of the Amdi Muslim community, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, on whom be peace, um, who is the prom- who is the, the, the reformer that everyone's been waiting Literally for. Literally everyone, yeah. Uh, and this teaching, which is more based on rationality, mm. makes sense. And it, it intertwines science and religion and faith and belief all together. Can I just add to that? Because for me, what I really appreciate about the Promised Messiah's uh, teachings is that whenever I don't understand something, yeah. I realize it's my own ignorance. Yes. Right? And I say that there is a solution. I just haven't found it yet. Or I haven't got the knowledge needed to understand this to its full extent. I, I second that because I would say it's my laziness that hasn't in that I haven't got up yeah. and gone and looked for it. Yeah. It's there. It's there. It's there. And today it's at the palm of your hand. Mm, exactly. In my days we carry around with it us. was <laughs> having to go to the library, mm. open the book. Mm. But then sometimes I think it was easier to go and look for the book because you wanted to do it, but because it's at the palm of your hand. It was more intentional there. Yes. Right? Like, it was like, I'm going to the library, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to focus on this for now. But right and, now and you're distracted so much. Well, right? you're distracted, plus you think, well, because it's at the palm of mm. my hand, I do I'll get to it. Yeah. I'll get to it. Mm. It's not, the, the intention isn't bad. Mm. Timing. It's, it's time management. It's like, well, as you rightly say, there's so many distractions, you yeah. think, I'll get to it, or when I get home, or when I've got a piece of mo- uh, a, a moment of peace, mm. I'll sit down and have a look at it. But by that time, so many things are happening that it it slips your mind. But see, that's where prayer times yes. are so key. Right? Oh, it breaks up the day, yeah. and it makes you realize that it, if if I sat there and said, you know, if there was no timings for prayers, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'll pray, I'll, I'll pray, I'll, 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 get I'll get to it, I'll get to it. Yeah. But the fact that it comes to a time, this is the allotted time. It just it structures your day. It makes that time for what matters, yes. right? And I think that that's where, like you said, it's so easy to put things off because yeah. you're like, oh, but setting that time, and that's another teaching from Islam that you know the things that matter, the things that you want to get to, set a time for it and get on with it. <laughs> and you know that time for prayer, it's switch off from the world. Hmm. For everything you've done, you talk to God about it, hmm. and. I don't know. Maybe it's me. I'm sure you'll you'll share your your uh, opinion with me when once you've done with the prayer, there is that sense of, huh? Yeah, a weight is lifted. A, it, there is, isn't there? So that's like a recharge. Yeah, because they say that um, a problem shared is a problem halved. Yeah. Right. So for me, like when I'm down in in such that um, in prostration uh, and talking to God, like I just. I share all my problems. Which is and, what you're supposed yeah. to do. And like, it just, it's like, and then I just have this feeling sense of calm that there, there is a being out there that is looking after it. There is. All of these problems. You know, again, it goes, it's, it's, a, it's a joke we have on drive time with, with Imam Raza and Brother Daniel and, mm. and, and your uncle, uh, yes. uh, Brother Hanif, um, about age. And I think in our days, mm. we, I, and I believe, I still believe in this notion that men don't cry. Mm. And this notion of men needs to show their emotion. Yeah. Yes, I'm not saying they're not supposed to show their emotion, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to be in prostration to God Almighty. Yes. That's the time you're supposed to cry mm. because God loves the idea that you're crying in front of him yeah. because you're supposed to cry in front of him. Mm. And I can't remember where I read it, where pinch yourself. Pinch yourself while you're praying so you, it makes you cry. Yeah. 
Yeah, because God will listen that much more. Yeah. Because he is God, he created you. The thing is, is that for me, the, the, the crying element, the reason why it's there is it's to invoke that, you know when you say in the, the depth, deep, the, yeah. deep parts it's of my heart, It's the depth of emotions, right? yeah. You need to go, like, it's very surface. I can be like, yeah, this is my problem, and, you know, will you help me with this, yeah. etc. You can have that tone, you can have that, like, feeling. But until you really dig deep and you really, like, that pain point, and, and this, you know, this is a reference to marketing, is that that's what, very good marketers do is that they they describe they that really you that, that, the, the you know where it really uh, yeah. yeah where it really bothers you right yeah. they, um so once you get down to that then you will evoke emotion and the thing is is that god knows what's in your heart yeah like don't don't hide it <laughs> don't what well, you can't hide it yeah because he's all knowing <laughs> yeah he's all knowing yeah, anyway exactly but so, but you know it, it's, it's it's futile to do it <laughs> and don't be afraid because because he's all knowing, so he knows anyway. Yeah. But remember, he's he's loving and merciful. Yeah. He's beneficent mm-hmm. and he's merciful. What do we start there? Everything we do mm-hmm. in the name of Allah most gracious mm-hmm. and merciful. Mm-hmm. Those are not just words. That is God Almighty. Yeah. And and the fear should be not that he will stop being merciful or he will stop being beneficent. He's just gonna stop loving you. And what could be more fearful than that? Yeah. And so th- th- this before we go on too much of a tangent, I'll really quickly say I love that. tangents. <laughs> that's the topic of that's the top we've changed the topic <laughs> of today. It is tangents. Um that when you uh, look at the characteristics of God and you actually think about them in their infinite infiniteness mm. of them, right? So he is the most forgiving being possible. Right. So there is honestly like you should then realise that there's always a route back to him, no matter what. So if anyone's listening that they're worried about, they you know, oh, God won't love me or I won't I won't get there, you know, there is always a root. God is the most merciful being. So God is gonna love you. Ir- irrespective. When you don't love yourself. Yes. No. But God is always going to love you. Mm. It's you who will decide whether you want God's love. It will be you, your actions, that will take you away from God. Yeah. That's where the free will element That's it, comes exactly. from. But, but, you know. Let's get back to the let, news. Let, let's wait for Imam Faiz to turn <laughs> up and, and tell us, who, who in God's name do you think you people are? <laughs> let, let's do a little bit of politics. Mm. Um, Jeremy Hunt has said it's time for some tax cuts, mm. which is good news. Yeah. But let's see what the inheritance, inheritance tax specifically. It is. Yeah. Inheritance oh. tax. And I think there's there's uh, maybe some corporation tax. Yeah. They might bring it back to uh, a bit more of a realistic uh, rate. But um, you know that the election race is has, has begun. Um, mm. and, uh, and the Conservatives need to do something. Because uh, they're on a they're they're on a slippery slope to say the least. Well, but just just to add with with Islam, um, because this is the voice of Islam. Yes. Um, you know the flow of money that is taught through Islam and the the act of giving. If we actually everybody exercise that money, exercise yeah, that instead of sitting and, in your bank account, yeah, exactly, and hoarding it, like yeah. and giving to those less fortunate then the world would be a better place. <laughs> Invest your money, make your money, work for it. Islam mm. is pro-business. Mm. Islam doesn't like the idea. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, never paid zakat in his life. Not, not because he was exempt. He never had any money left to pay zakat because <laughs> he always used to give it away. Yeah, it, yeah. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, it's again, it, the answer is there in front mm. of us. It is mm. there. Yeah. 
But let's look at what Labour's doing. Labour is saying that uh, they, they're kind of showing their uh, their intentions now and because the Labour <coughs> health chief uh, has told NHS that I'll hold the door wide open for help from the private sector. This is Labour talking about mm. private sector and the NHS. You know, yeah. what's the difference anymore? They're all the same, yeah, aren't they? Just, they just use different. I mean, you're a marketeer. Yeah. This is all market. This is all marketing, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's the word. It's it's words said the saying the same thing, but meaning the same thing, but mm. said in a different way. Yeah, it's just repackaged. Um, yeah, let's not get too much into. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, can, we can spend the whole two can, hours yeah, talking about this. Yeah, no politics. But, no, uh, it's it's just I don't know. They they're all the same to me anymore. Then they sound all the same to me. But now, to me, it's more about ethics, morals, justice, mm. something we will talk about in, in, in our main topic of the show. Us. How these these things matter. Politics matters. The small decisions matter. Mm. But the true nature of your political leaders, which will define their leadership, is how they perform on the on the on the, on the international scene mm. and how they call out on justice um, and be brave yeah. to call out justice even if it means losing for the short term yeah and we've got a great example in the worldwide head of the oh without Muslim a doubt community. without a shadow of doubt that's something we will come to um, but I just want to go back to um, the, the the topic of AI and we you, you, we mentioned Elon Musk and mm. Um, in the in the on the in the BBC um, world section, uh, there was this headline about X Twitter um, ad boycott gathers pace yeah. amid anti-Semitism storm, where Twitter is or X is being uh, accused um, of anti-Semitism by well, Apple, Disney, IBM. Yeah, Again, so Elon Musk has has liked some sort of tweet that's uh, deemed anti-Semitic. I haven't seen the tweet, um, but. Uh, a no, lot of what, what, these companies are stopping their stopping. ads because of that. And obviously, these platforms rely on ads. And... Yeah. I mean, they're saying the boycott has been picking up steam in the wake of an investigation mm. by a U.S. group which flagged ads appearing next to pro-Nazi posts on. on. So whoever is doing pro-Nazi posts, mm. these ads are appearing next to them. So somebody, some group, um, you know, probably pro-Israel, uh, you know, is thinking, oh, okay, this doesn't make sense. Mm. This is, is uh, you know, and now Elon Musk is deemed as the left-leaning. Suddenly, anybody who, who who has a different opinion to the right is is left-leaning instead of center yeah. or having a mind of his own. Um, of course, Elon Musk has uh, has denied this, but and it's not that easy to just um, switch off your advertising. Yeah. Um, your marketing again it goes yeah. back to it Elon Musk is not Tom, Dick and Harry yeah. he's Elon Musk there yeah. is only one Elon Musk yeah. um, and a lot of people say you know he's crazy some people say he's mad oh. uh, I think uh, I'm not going to go as far as saying he's a genius but I think he's a very intelligent man oh definitely he knows he, it's not he, you know you don't spend billions on buying something like Twitter and think oh yeah. it's just for fun with yeah, him, yeah. I don't know, though. Sometimes he he's yeah. a bit like that where uh, he just does stuff for fun. Or, but, like, yeah, he's definitely got the There's smarts definitely there. something up yeah. there. There's something up there. Um, so. We're going to take a... Um, well, before we take a break, um, the um, if one look at the Middle East section 
within uh, um, uh, within the BBC website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Mr. Netanyahu, uh, the the leader of Israel, mm-hmm. uh, he has said that Israel has not, and I repeat, has not been successful at minimizing Gaza casualties. But guess what? It's not Israel's fault. I can guess who it's. Who's it's fault. Hamas's fault. Yeah. But I want you to hold that thought because that's a topic of the next half hour to an hour. We're going to be talking about injustice. We're going to be talking about um, inhumane treatment um, of human beings, of babies, of pregnant mothers. We're going to be talking about Palestine. So do stay tuned. Grab yourself a cup of coffee. Um, a toast is good. Uh, maybe some margarine. I'd recommend some honey. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you want good honey, go to Humanity First. But hold that thought. Come back and join us in a few minutes. Listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. The Appreciator, the one who bestows his grace on his servants, which he abundantly grants in response to meager and trifle efforts of his servants. And Allah will soon bestow a great reward upon the believers, and Allah is appreciating, all knowing. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Live with myself, Kayum and Fahim. And joining me now, again, as we introduced earlier, we spoke about it earlier. We didn't introduce it, we spoke about it. We have been joined by Imam Faiz Nasser. The topic of the morning is Palestine. It is about the lack of justice, um, the lack of humanity, um, the absence of real political leadership. But I don't really want to touch on political leadership yet because I kind of want to finish on, I want to finish this topic on leadership. But this is not something that's happened 7th of October. A lot of people have spoken about how suddenly this happened on the 7th of October. No. Something happened a couple of days ago. I wear the kafia. Yeah? The mm. the Palestinian scarf. Yeah. 
<clears throat> I've been wearing it for 27 years. Yeah. A lot of people started wearing it in 92, 93 because of the Iraq war. Right. And then the Palestinian issue became, uh, we started to get momentum. People were, were becoming more aware of it. Y Yitzhak Rabin, Yasser Arafat, they were signing, you know, a peace deal. And then an and alt-right Zionist, the far-right Zionist came and murdered Yitzhak Rabin and everything went haywire. And over the past three, four days, people have come up to me and said, what are you wearing that for? Mm. And I said to them, I've been wearing it for 27 years. No one's ever said, well, why are you wearing that? Yeah. And somebody even said, well, do you know, that's a terrorist thing. Wow. No, it's not. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to be defensive. Oh, so sorry to offend your sentiments. It's not. It's a scarf. Mm. Yeah, it's a scarf which has got nothing to do with terrorism. It's a scarf which, for me, as an individual, I've been wearing it for 27 years because you know what? In reality, I can do nothing for the Palestinians. Mm. Nothing. But I can pray. I can talk about it. And I, I have been wearing it for 27 years because when people ask me. I'll tell them, yeah, because that's the only thing I can do for the Palestinians is to wear this because it's a reminder for me mm. that, yes, there is an issue there. Nothing else. Yeah. In reality, I can do nothing. And, and to me, I, I got annoyed and it angered me when I not looked at these people who are questioning me, but mm. I got angered and upset at people who were responding to them. They were becoming apologetic. I don't apologize for it. Yeah. I won't apologize for it. I, to me, that's justice. Is I am not going to apologize to highlight the fact that in, an injustice is happening. Mm. And this is not some. It's happening from way before yeah. I was born. This happened in nineteen. It started happening in nineteen forty-seven, mm -hmm. and it happened in forty-eight. And I'm going to play a very short clip um, from the United Nations of Hazrat Sir Chaudhary Zafrullah Khan. Mm. At that time, he was Foreign Minister for Pakistan and he later became General Secretary of the same United Nations. Let's listen to this and please listen carefully to what he says because, and then equate what he said to today. Gaza is becoming a graveyard for children. Hundreds of The United Nations is today on its trial. The world is watching. It will see how it acquits itself. There have been few periods in history when members of the Jewish race have not been persecuted in some part or the other of Europe. Since the end of the First World War, Palestine has taken over 400,000 Jewish immigrants. Since the start of the Jewish persecution in Nazi Germany, Palestine has taken almost 300,000 Jewish refugees. Those who talk loudest of humanitarian principles and can afford to do most have done the least at their own expense to alleviate this question. But they're ready, indeed they're anxious to be most generous at the expense of the Arab. Shall they be distributed among the 
member states according to their capacity to receive them australia an overpopulated small country with congested areas says oh no no canada equally congested and overpopulated says no united states very humanitarian the small areas small resources says oh no that is their contribution to the humanitarian principle but let them go into palestine vast areas large economy no trouble they can easily be taken in there let them go to the palestine in effect the proposal before the united nations assembly says we shall decide let go not the people of palestine no question of self determination you shall never belong to your people what authority have you and to do this what legal authority what juridical authority have they to do this words from hazrat sir chaudhry zawallah khan what authority does anyone have he so and this and this is 1947 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's really, that's nearly yeah you know, just under 80 years ago mm-hmm. and in 48 it happened exactly what he says is applicable today lip service mm-hmm. when it comes to actions when it comes to backing up um when it comes to backing up the words that you have uttered in action leadership is barren leadership is impotent because they think that the people they're talking to will believe the words and forget the words by the time you know as time goes by because they're not going to look for action but then let's go and listen to what the united nations general secretary spoke of today and listen to the anguish in his voice and again the 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 lack the lack of um the frustration in his voice that he is the united nations general secretary yet he's having to plead gaza is becoming a graveyard for children hundreds of girls and boys are reportedly being killed or injured every day more journalists have reportedly been killed over a four week period than in any conflict in at least 3 decades more united nations aid workers have been killed than in any comparable period in the history of our organization we must act now to find a way out of this brutal awful agonizing dead end of destruction to help end the pain and suffering to help heal the broken and to help pave the way to peace to a two state solution with israelis and palestinians living in peace and security there is no power no water no fuel food supplies are running dangerously low hospitals overwhelmed with patients and injured are running out of medicine morgues are are overflowing with bodies bodies are buried in mass graves Israel ordered 22 hospitals in Gaza to evacuate an order that WHO labeled as a death sentence for the sick and injured this includes newborn babies in incubators Mr Chair 2 million Palestinian people live in Gaza half of them are children but Israel is dropping exclusive explosives as no civilian live- That was uh, 
the General Secretary of the United Nations, followed by the Ambassador of Palestine at the United Nations. And what's what's similar? What's common between the two? The Ambassador is talking about the plight of the Palestinians. She's saying it at the United Nations. But to me, the frustrating bit is that the the supposed head of United Nations is as frustrated, is as emotional, is feeling as powerless because every time United makes a decision, the supposed superpowers come in yeah. and re- and 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 uh, veto everything. Yep. Yeah. Because it doesn't suit their interest. Injustice. And that is an injustice. It's illegal. Mm. It's immoral. It's unethical. When I sit and I, and I look at mainstream media and all they, the, the, the mouthpieces of this narrative, if do you condemn Hamas? Do you condemn Hamas? Mm. And ta- I take my hat off to Dr. Hussam Zomlot, who got so tired of the question. He said, you know what? No, I don't. Mm. Because if you can be so brazen to sit there and say that, no, I do not condemn Israel because they have a right to defend themselves. Mm. They don't have the right to defend themselves. Not because they're not a nation, because legal, legal statutes, statutes in international law, what they when they quote, when they quote mm. law, they're not telling the truth. There is lies here. There's deception here. Yesterday, brother Daniel and brother Imam Raza on mm. Drive Time Show, they highlighted this. Yeah. You know when somebody lies to you, they make up stories. Yeah. Yeah. So they found weapons in Al Shifa. Yeah. And then the truth came out. Well, hold on. No. What IDF said and what in reality were two different things. Then they showed this supposed Palestinians injuring themselves and harming themselves and making video. They found out it was a film. Yeah. From Lebanon. Libya or Lebanon somewhere. Yeah. It was a film set. Yeah. Then they showed the pictures of, of the tunnel under Shifa. It was tunnels in Sweden. The pictures that they were showing. The the, the, the picture of the, the calendar, the schedule in yeah. Arabic. It's yeah. days of the week. Yeah. Now, either IDF is intelligent or they think the people are stupid. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Unfortunately, IDF has been proven to be right because the same mouthpieces are sitting there and justifying... Oh, it was a mistake. Oh, it was that. Mm. Why are you so scared of condemning something which is an injustice? Yeah. If you see something wrong... It's wrong, it's wrong. It's wrong, it's wrong. It doesn't matter who's doing it. It's wrong. Call out a wrong for a wrong. And that's what's missing. That's injustice. Mm. What that injustice leads to is complete diminishing of humanity. The inhumane treatment of Palestinians... 12,000 people 12,000 people have died if if you if old people like me sit back and I start thinking well done I I came through that phase of racism mm. where the skin of my the color of my skin mattered and I had to yeah. fight someone to to defend myself yeah I grew up on a generation where saying no if you're going to attack me I will attack back mm. Islam teaches Islam allows me to defend myself mm. Islam is not a pacifist religion. Mm. It's not a socialist religion. It's not pacifist. It says you have a right to defend yourself. Yeah. The middle ground. Find the middle ground. You don't overstep the line. 
So today, I, I want to call out the injustices by the mainstream media, by the political leaders, by Germany saying you can't, uh, the German government saying you cannot um, raise a Palestinian flag. You cannot, if you think you can repent for the genocide that you committed 50 years ago by by uh, uh, supporting another genocide, you're mistaken. Yeah. It can't happen. It, it it's it's wrong. It's injustice. You're 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 walking down the line, which is uh, you're 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 on the fringes of apartheid yourself. That means. Yeah. Um, Imam Faiz, you're from Germany. Yeah. <clears throat> you had experience of these things. You reposted a, a very um, uh, excellent retweet of Hobsch mm -hmm. yesterday. Yeah. And a friend, uh, uh, you know, my my wife actually translated it for me. Yeah. I just want you to, uh, if if you remember it. Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't. Rem uh, remember she was on the. She was on a German she TV. Spoke for a couple of minutes. Yes, so, she did. Um, but but, the but gist at of least it. at least Perfect. at least yeah. she stood out. And uh, she raised her voice and she she basically, you know, stood aside with the Palestinians and raised the same questions that you're basically asking right now, yeah. um, uh, which is that if Germany committed genocide, you know, yeah. somewhat 80, 85 years yeah. ago, uh, then you can't repay for that, you know, inhumane treatment towards the Jews by just supporting them now when they're doing or committing genocide to the Palestinians. Yeah. Another thing she said is that uh, Netanyahu, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, who's the leader of the Israel, um, uh, he's clearly saying that this is, uh, this is uh, Israel's at war, we're at war. Um, I mean, she begins her conversation by clearly uh, saying that what Hamas has done mm. is obviously against the teachings of Islam, and it's of it's course. against uh, it's the it's it's against humanity yeah. to just uh, you know uh, start firing rockets at uh, civilians. Um, and obviously, we here we are also condemning what Hamas has done, and it's completely against the teachings of Islam. But what she was saying is that fine, Hamas has done that, and what you have retaliated in the same way mm. towards Palestinians, but you've been retaliating, re retaliating since the 7th of October, and you, you, th there hasn't been a pause yeah. to it. And what she was, you know, um, what she was trying to emphasize on is that, how can it be that the West, uh, or countries that are, uh, you know, always raising slogans of, uh, humanitarian, um, you know, uh, act, you know, saying that we're mm. come to our countries, we yeah. will support mm. you. Come this, we we our countries are based on justice, and then you have the UN as well, the United Nations, who's always been saying that yes, uh, we're here to um, establish peace, we're here to give you justice, we're here to support you, etc., etc. But then why is it that nobody's even stepping up and? Uh, you know, promoting a ceasefire, mm. uh, and we've seen even here in the parliament. Yes. Uh, well, you know, the, uh, the, the vote went against ceasefire. ceasefire. Yeah. So how could that be? And these are the questions that she was saying. But if you if you if you look at it into more detail, um, it's not just uh, Mariam Khola Hubsh's job to to stand out. And, it's not. But right. The reason but, I wanted you to highlight her was on Twitter. Yeah. Because since she's done that, mm. but even before, she has been 
abused on Twitter. Yeah, even now, even yeah. yesterday, yeah. even yesterday, mm. people were saying, "Oh, how could this, um, uh, you know, white German girl with the with the headscarf with, with the headscarf on, on. Uh, be be telling us, yeah. you know, what, yeah. what kind of what kind of a comment what's, is what's that? What's the headscarf got to do with?" What and then, she's saying? Exactly. but the thing is that the, the, when whenever there's negative comments, there's always a positive uh, end result as well. Mm. Um, not necessarily positive all the time, but in her case. What what I saw yesterday is that there were tons of people who were commenting against what she said. Yeah. Whereas on the other hand, German people, white German people, they were actually saying, "Listen, guys, at least listen to what she's even saying yeah. before start judging her. You can't just judge her by her headscarf or yeah, her you know, parents. Yeah. Exactly. So listen to actually what she's saying, and what she's saying is not quite wrong. I mean, to mm. to me personally, what she was saying is hundred percent right mm. because if if we're saying that if if we're saying as humans we've reached um the heights of civilization we've reached the heights of our technological advancements and we've reached the heights of um providing uh, justice to people then where's the justice here yeah. i mean we don't see i mean even if you look at the biblical teachings or if you look at the teachings of the torah it's an eye for an eye mm. it's not 2000 eyes for an eye yeah. or 2 million eyes for an eye so where does it stop and that question needs to be raised and it needs to be asked to 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 the politicians to the leaders of the countries but when you get asked hmm. what's the what, if somebody does ask that question they say before we answer do you do you condemn her do you come and i mean it's like I, i say to you know a lot of these mouthpieces who represent mainstream media they're not even journalists hmm. uh, look not, another question is who yeah. what triggered hamas Yes, if you if you, if you want to yeah, ask me if you want to ask me no. to condemn Hamas yes I condemn Hamas hmm. but then also let me speak and I tell don't. you why I condemn Hamas what, did what, I condemn, what they did I condemn if, the action it's, it's like, because it was un-Islamic yeah. yes but uh, what I'm saying to you is that if I pinch you every single day and I yeah. told you this the other yeah, day right, if I yeah. start pinching you yeah. 10 times a day and I just annoy you and I bully you and I bully you and, and then I, I bully corner you, you and then one day you just grab me you know from yeah. my neck and you put me against the wall and you tell me listen mate that's it yeah. you just need to stop that's what the situation pretty much was like my my biggest worry with all of this is that the more we let it go on the more we like so ah oh, you know i don't want to see this you know a lot of people are saying i you know it's all over my social media feed i don't want to see it and stuff is that we are impacting our souls right like we are we are starting to make like this is becoming people are going into a denial dividing line. Yeah. people this are is creating in denial yeah, yeah. But, but the thing is, is the sad tribes. thing is like you may mention brother kume is that this is not just started now now we're just seeing it more regularly more yeah. frequently because of the algorithms of our social media yeah. platforms yes. but what the the fact is that the same thing has pretty much happened in Syria in Iraq in Libya yeah. in Jordan and these are all islamic countries mm. and what 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 the what his holiness um hazim masrur ahmed the the fifth caliph of the amnia muslim community has said is that there are about 50 43 uh, 53 or 54 uh, islamic countries mm-hmm. and if you just put your theological differences to the side mm. just for that one moment and unite as one community as one religion as one en- entity mm. then these people will not be able to talk 
or do these actions against Islam because they know that there's there's other countries they, that they they're gonna back them. Mm. For example, Saudi, Qatar, um, uh, Kuwait. If all if all the 54, 53 countries unite together, mm. look, I can I can come to you and start bullying you. Yeah. But if I know that you have fifty three brothers at home, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would never mess with you. Yeah. In fact, I would ne- l- never let anyone else mess with you. I r- I'd rather want to be friends with you. Yeah. Do you understand? And that's the that if you if you look at the the if you look at the conquest conquest mm. of Spain. That's right. Yes. After the Ottoman Empire, how did it happen? People just didn't people didn't just come in and start uh, conquering the whole of Spain. It didn't happen like that. Mm. It was divide. It was divide, which was caused between the Muslim uh, leaders or kings at that time. Mm. Uh, you know, for example, it's three of us. We we are kings of three different regions. And, you know, someone would come and be like, "Listen, you know, brother Kyum, he's in about you know fortnight from now, he's gonna he's gonna attack you and he's planning to invade your territory." And then me, without thinking, without you know, just in, in my in the ego that I have as yeah. a king, I'll be like, "Oh, how how dare oh, yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm 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 gonna this I'm gonna land, retaliate. Yeah. This is yeah. my this yeah. man. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna make sure that he doesn't take yeah. it. And then I'm starting planning. I'm starting my planning against. Yeah, he might not even know. Yeah, you start on the offensive. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even. And we it. didn't follow the Islamic principles. The thing is, when you forget the teachings of Islam, mm. then within the Islamic countries, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. People need to realize, people need to wake up. The thing is, when at the time of Hazrat Umar, when they, when they conquered the second Jerusalem, yeah. the, the second caliph to of the Islam. Holy Prophet uh, of, uh, of Islam, Muhammad, uh, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon When he conquered Jerusalem, when he went to Jerusalem, um, I can't remember, but uh, I think it was the... Uh, one of the ch- one of the churches. That's right. Yeah, one of the Ju- ch- Jewish uh, synagogue. No, 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 synagogues. It was, it was a church. It was a church. It was a church. Where he, refi- he when they invited him in to do the prayer. No, no, no. I'm talking about something else. So there was a synagogue, um, and it was Christian rule at that time. And there was a synagogue which was uh, used as a as a, as a, as a dump house. So they were they would they were throwing all their trash and 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 uh, garbage into that synagogue. And when when Hazrat Umar came, uh, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He he asked, "What's this place?" And they said, "Oh, this is an old Jewish." I want, you, I want you to hold that thought because we are coming up to the hour. Okay. Um, and I I want you to finish yeah. um, this this uh, uh, this after we go listen to some messages and we go to the eleven o'clock news. So do stay tuned, um, and we'll be shortly back. You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Live with myself, Kayyum, Brother Fahim, and Imam Faiz Nasser. Um, before the news, uh, Imam Faiz, you were telling um, that the incident where the second caliph of uh, the second caliph to the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, Hazrat Umar. Yeah. Um, may Allah have uh, mercy, on him. mercy on him. He, when he so. conquered Jerusalem, um, he found this uh, synagogue that was being used as a dump yard. Yeah. So basically, the point I was making for those who may have just tuned in is that the, basically Islam's teachings are so beautiful, so beautiful and pure that um, they 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 provide justice and. Uh, rights for every member of the society 
And the point I was making that when Hazrat Umar, the second caliph to the Holy Prophet uh, of Islam, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, when they conquered um, uh, Jerusalem, uh, when Islam conquered Jerusalem, um, the the king uh, or the yeah the king of uh, the Christian leader at that time, he'd actually said that I'm not going to uh, accept defeat until Umar comes himself, and then the simplicity of that man was that. He just wore simple white robes, just as all the other Muslims. Mm-hmm. And when he came to Jerusalem, um, they said, Prophet Hazrat Umar is here. Uh, and he said, oh, which, where is he? Which one is he? So the fact mm-hmm. that he was so simple and humble that he, they couldn't, he, couldn't dif- he couldn't differentiate him between the other Muslims. and So he was, number one, that was a state of shock for him. Mm-hmm. Then uh, after that, uh, you know, Hazrat Umar went round and uh, there was a there was a dump yard and uh, he asked his companions um what is this place and they told him uh, that this is an old um jewish synagogue and he said why does it look like that it's, it's a place of worship um and they said oh because it was a christian rule they they basically just to mock the jews and mm. their religion they would uh, throw all that garbage and uh you know filth into mm. into that synagogue and they've broken it as well so you know the beauty of islam is that as umar himself uh went on his knees and started picking up the trash and they started removing yeah. it and that when his companions saw him do that they all uh, they all came in and yeah, by they, example. they by example exactly led it by example and then he they all started cleaning up the synagogue and they put it back in the state that it should be and then that basically uh, tells you that at the time of Hazrat Umar, by just doing a simple thing, he was just trying to um, give the the rights as uh, to the Jews as civilians yeah. in Jerusalem. Yeah. And then um, he 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 went to them and he even asked them, uh, which part of Jerusalem would you like to have? Which which you like would you like to settle down in? And um, uh, they were like, oh yeah, we we like these um, the, these some of these shops over here. They belong to us. This road, we live on this side. Blah blah blah. So he was like, okay, whatever you want, I'll, 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 that will be provided to you. <clears throat> Nothing will be taken away from you. And your houses, your homes, they all belong to you. You know, don't worry about anything. Then, like you mentioned before, um, he her husband Umar, he was also invited to come uh, and lead prayer in a in a Christian uh, church. Um, but he refused to do that because he he said that it, it could be that a time comes um, if I lead the prayer here in your Christian church today, Muslims may try take over it just because of the fact that I led prayer mm-hmm. here. Um, so he was so like considerate about the, the sentiments and mm-hmm. um, uh, you know the feelings and emotions of other other faiths and other religions. And these are the true Islamic principles. These are the things that we need to follow and educate people on and talk to them about you know we need to spread these words of of, of wisdom and uh, historical events that you know these are factual things yeah we can't just neglect them just to, just to add as well <coughs> um, you mentioned you know islam upholds the rights of, of people um it's also nature right you, you like w- within war you are not allowed to destroy the environment exactly isn't like you know people say like it's it's okay to kill people and and but anybody who doesn't like um take arms against you, you you're not even allowed to like exactly it's, it's, i mean the, the the teachings of islam are so beautiful 
Um, for example, um, the Holy Prophet um, before he would, uh, before uh, the Muslims would go for war, um, you know, he would, you know, just like every other military or any, uh, any other army, uh, there's always a general and he, he, um, Briefs the, he briefs the yeah. briefs the team or the comrades or the soldiers before mm. war, and th- I've taken this. Uh, these are ten different points that I've taken out from, uh, you know, which is like a compilation of instructions which the Holy Prophet uh, Muhammad, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, used to give to his soldiers before um, engage engaging in battle or war. Number one, the Holy Prophet said that do not kill any children, any women, or any elderly or sick person. Number two. Do not practice treachery or mutilation. Number three, do not uproot or burn palms or cut down fruit trees. Look, yeah. who who thinks of these things? Yeah. If it, tell me any general, any any uh, you know leader of an army, so busy riling up hate, exactly, probably, isn't exactly it? Yeah. pumping their yeah. uh, soldiers. They killed our this. Yeah. You, go, you go back at them. Like, you know. Then he would tell them number four, do not slaughter a sheep or a cow or a camel except for food. Unless you need yeah. to eat yourself, yeah. do not do not kill those animals yeah. because they belong to the enemy, right? Then he, number five, if one fights his brother, he must avoid striking the face for God created him in the image of Adam. So it could be that sometimes, you know, two brothers can be in two different, you know, ends and two yeah. different armies. Mm. Two if different you, factions. If, yeah. you, if, you, if you see and come across your brother, um, then make sure that you don't, strike them on their face because mm. God has created them in the I- image of Adam. Number six, do not kill the monks the, in monasteries and do not kill those sitting in places of worship. Again, mm. exactly what Hazrat Umar did in, mm. in, 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 at the time when they Islam conquered Jerusalem. The first thing, one of the first things, or, or both of the things that I've mentioned are both related to places of worship. Mm. Number one, the Jewish synagogue, which mm. was used as a, as a, as a dump house. Yeah. He cleared that out, gave the Jews their rights and said, you can start worshipping here again. Number two, when he was invited to come and uh, lead prayer in a Christian um, mm. church, he said no, because later later on, Muslims may think that just because I lead, led prayer yeah, here, the they love. might want to take yeah. over. So this is your place of worship, or rather, you know, and that's yeah. why you see that there's, a, if you've actually been to Jerusalem, there's actually a very tiny mosque called um, the Mosque of Umar. And uh, that was the at the time when Hazrat Umar came uh, or visited there. They laid the foundation of that mosque. I've been there. It's yeah. it's very tiny, but yeah. it holds you know a very value, yeah. exactly. Then number seven: Do not destroy the villages and towns, and do not spoil the cultivated fields, cultivated fields and gardens, and do not slaughter the cattle. Similar to the first one, but again, uh, even land shouldn't be destroyed or burnt. <clears throat> Do not number eight. Do not wish. Uh, do not wish for an encounter with the enemy. Pray to God to grant you security. But when you are forced to encounter them, exercise patience. Mm. This is beautiful. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Saying that, as long as you haven't encountered them, keep praying to Allah the Almighty that it doesn't happen. Because what's going to happen if you do encounter them? There's going to be people are going to lose their lives. Also, don't pray to encounter them. Exactly, right? he's not saying that you know. Find them where they are and and destroy them. It's, exactly, it's literally like, you know, don't don't have that bloodlust or, or exactly. that thirst for it. Yeah. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Number nine, no no one may punish with fire except the Lord of Fire. So it's just a simple instruction that, 
yes, if battle happens, then you may defend yourself. If it goes, if it exceeds exceeds over, um, you know, a defensive notion, then obviously you attack as well. Mm-hmm. But nobody nobody should pu- punish their enemy with with fire. Number ten and the last one is uh, accustom yourself to good if people do good and do not wrong even if they commit evil. Again, we see evil on every step of the every corner of the earth right now but the islamic teachings are prevent evil with good uh prevent evil and make sure that you um you know encounter it with 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 goodness yeah. right and if you look at this and if you apply this let's say if you apply this on israel right now hmm. we see the complete opposite which is happening in in, in israel yeah. uh, at the gaza strip at the west bank and it's very sad um to see that this is happening um you know as muslims we also need to ask ourselves if our brothers are being treated like that um in a different part of the world and you said people you know don't want to see their reels anymore people don't want to go on mm. social media and they want to they're in denial basically yeah. we have to ask ourselves what is our role and responsibility in this situation yeah. what is it that we can do as muslims to help our brothers and sisters you know which are being tortured or going through as a tough humans. time as humans yeah. on on another part of the world mm. and when you do ask yourself then obviously the solution is that islam says for example in a hadith we find that the holy prophet uh, muhammad may the peace and blessings of allah be upon him he what he once stated that whoever of you sees wrong be wrong being committed let him change it with his hand i.e. by force if he is unable to do that then with his tongue and if he's unable to do that then he should um he, he, you know he should um within his within his heart mm. he should condemn it right but i think at this point we we we're, we're not at the situation <laughs> where we can just condemn it in our heart mm. rather i think we have the we have the voices we 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 have the hands we um and hazur uh, the the fifth caliph of the anya muslim community has clearly um guided us uh, and told us that um those people who who have uh you know links and contacts those people and even normal laymen uh, people like us we should write our write to our politicians we should write to our leaders yeah. and we should tell them and we should ask them when is there going to be an end to this yeah Uh, you, you know even up to that extent that you can write that according to the teachings jewish teachings and according to the christian teachings it's all always been an eye for an eye hmm. but in the in, in in the islamic teachings we say it's it, it's an eye for an eye as well but allah taala says that god almighty says that if you forgive then that's most favorable yeah. to allah right and the questions that we need to ask them is that has it not been enough Yeah. Have have we not seen enough casualties? Have we not there's over 10,000 ca- casualties. I mean, uh, last time I checked was around the 9th of November. I'm sure that's exceeded it's, it's, the numbers exceeded 11,000 yeah. 11,900. Yeah, so over 10,000 casualties. Over 11,000 casualties. A children. 6,000. Exactly. Children. So when is that going to come to an end? What oh, what how can we even let this happen? That's the question. So we should write to them and we should ask them and we should question them and if they don't re- reply to you keep writing to them keep writing to yeah. them and and tell them that you will remember on the day of voting mm. 
you will remember. Not because you don't agree with their political agenda that you don't believe in injustice. You do not believe in apartheid. You do not believe in, in indiscriminate killing of women, children. And you know, we started, me and you, when we, we mm -hmm. spoke earlier, this narrative that a lot of people are trying to paint that it's a religious war. Yeah. The only person who's trying to paint that picture is Netanyahu. Yeah. He has referred to Amalek. He, Amaleks are people who, who, who um, we are Amaleks. Go back into centuries, Amaleks mm -hmm. were the ones who, defeat, who, who persecuted Israels, Israelis. Okay. Yeah. So he tried to Justi quote. Justify. He tried to quote mm. from the Bible, mm. but he misrepresented the verse. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah? And the verse is, is all about go and kill anything that is breathing, anything that is alive. Which means killing of women, children, pregnant women. He was trying to um, call out a, a religious war. Hmm. Now, a lot of people have this massive issue with from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. They have, oh, it I was listening to a, a mainstream radio station, which is opinion based, and they were, yeah. and this guy in the morning, he was beating down on this young Muslim woman who actually made the statement, and he goes, "How dare you? Um, um, how dare you uh, uh, incite hatred and and use these words which hurt the sentiments, yeah. the sentiments of the people of of certain people?" And I called into that station, and I told them, I said, "Can I be put through?" And he says, why? I said, I want to respond to what this guy, because he's beating up this young Muslim girl because she has said those words. I said, I want to say to him, well, the Likud party, Netanyahu's mm. the original charter, I think it was 87 or 77. Mm. In their charter, it's from the sea to the Jordan, Israel will be sovereign. Now, if one was to look at three weeks ago when Netanyahu went to United Nations and picked up this, showed this map yeah. of Israel that he envisages, yeah. there's no Jordan in it. There's no Palestine in it. Yeah. Forget about the sentiments. Yeah. They're doing it. Yeah. Mm. Yet you, you, yet you are, are, are so disillusioned and so scared of these words, just words, yeah. that you are completely and utterly ignoring the fact that the other side is actually living and acting out a charter which is genocide, ethnic cleansing. It is apartheid, not said by me. Let's look at let's let's go quickly. Listen to um, uh, the 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 legal representative um, Francesca Albanese, who okay. who because everybody keeps on quoting the law. Yeah. So let's go and listen to the definition of the law. With your permission, I will clarify what is self-defense under international law and so that everyone can understand, well, there is not such a thing uh, that Israel could claim. So, um, in common language, self-defense might be understood as the right to protect oneself, which Israel clearly has. Israel has the sacrosanct right and duty to protect itself, its territory, its citizens. 
although it tends to confuse a lot its own territory with, this, with the territory that it's trying to annex under occupation, and this is illegal. But however, Article 51 of the UN Charter that Israel has invoked uh, is, uh, is not just the right to protect itself. It's, it's a, a self-defense under international law. It's a legal term of art and means the right to wage a war, which Israel doesn't have. And this is consolidated jurisprudence of the Supreme Judicial Organ of the United Nations. Uh, um, and uh, I understand that practice, my, state practice might diverge United States and Iraq, but the law remains the law, and this is what we should follow. So, um, the right of self-defense can be invoked when, uh, when a state is threatened um, uh, by another state, which is not the case. Israel has not claimed that that has been threatened by another state. Uh, it's, it's been threatened by, um, by an armed group qualify it the way you want, but it's an armed group within the occupied territory. And frankly, even saying the war between Gaza and Israel is wrong, because Gaza is not a standalone entity, it's part of the occupied territory. But so, in particular, the Israel cannot claim the right of self-defense uh, against a threat that emanates from the territory it occupies, uh, from a territory that is kept under belligerent occupation. And this is not only this exists in the jurisprudence of the ICJ uh, in general, it's also been said in the case of the occupied Palestinian territory. There we had Francesca Albanese yeah. clarifying the misrepresentation of the actual international law by the people who are the occupiers and the oppressors. They're lying. And then the mainstream media is misquoting and misinterpreting the actual law, which, which is there to protect the Palestinians, yeah. but they're using it against them. Isn't it the job of the people? Isn't it the job of mainstream media? Isn't it the job of the leaders? Who some of them are lawyers. Some of them claim to be international lawyers who stand for humanity, mm. who stand for human rights. To say, yes, it is wrong. Mm. But no. They can't, they don't have the, the they, they don't have the, the guts to even call for a ceasefire because it will not suit their political agendas. And this is the problem. But as I am calling out the injustices, I want to take my hat off to the, 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 the ministers and the president and the vice presidents of Spain who have come out and who have openly said it's wrong. We are going to put um, we're going to break relations. We're going to put sanctions. The only country in the world that I am aware of in my lifetime hmm. who knows about apartheid is South Africa. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. this is the, these are the same people when Nelson Mandela was jailed, was incarcerated. Yeah. These were the same government governments who were overjoyed. They applauded his incarceration. <laughs> yeah. And when it didn't suit his when they when when he was released, they queued up and begged 
to have an audience with him. Yeah. Because it didn't suit the narrative goes back to what His Holiness, the fifth caliph of the promised Messiah, may Allah strengthen his hand, says that these politicians will do and adjust their colors in accordance with their political and vested interests. So when it suited them, Nelson Mandela was a terrorist. And when it suits their narrative, he's a hero that they will queue up and beg to get an audience with. But Nelson Mandela did not forget because when he said that South Africa will never truly gain freedom unless Palestine gets freedom. And let's go and listen to the legacy of Nelson Mandela is being carried on by the ministers of South Africa who are the main voice and the reason they should be listened to because they've experienced apartheid. Innocent lives are being lost and where you know, the rules of law are no longer being observed, uh, where children are just being killed. Uh, almost half of the 11,000 people who have died in Gaza are children. And this is unprecedented in the history of the world that children and babies should be exposed to such a dangerous situation where they are taken out of incubators and they, they die in the most cruel way that we are seeing. So there's a need for the whole world to rise and call upon the Israeli government to cease fire, to stop what is happening. And we want the ICC to investigate. And of course, uh, legal measures then need to be taken at that global level. Palestinians do not enjoy freedom to demonstrate against their oppressor. They are told demonstrations, they, are, they get arrested, they even get killed. Thousands of Palestinians are arrested without trial, even charged in Israeli military courts. The world knows this. And when Palestinians respond, they are called terrorists. The Israeli state is fundamentally a racist state. Nobody must be allowed to coexist with a fundamentally racist state. You can't be asked in the interest of the values of our constitution to recognize a racist state whose establishment is for a Jewish-only people at the expense of Palestinians. Why would you do that? Those are the facts. This is not a religious war, Mrudi. It's an evil war. It's not a holy war. There is no people who have a God's right to be superior to anyone. The Israelis don't represent the Jewish communities of the world. They represent Zionism and racism. Whoever supports them supports racism. And that is the hard truth of it. Yeah. The, the, the cold truth of it. If you stand with racists, if you stand with apartheid, if you stand with ethnic cleansing, if you stand with injustice and inhumanity, and even if you are silent in all of these atrocities, by default, that makes you complicit. Mm. Nobody, nobody will say it to you, but that's the truth of it, because that's what happened in 19, in the Second World War. Second World War, when genocide was being committed, people stayed silent thinking it's nothing to do with us. Yeah. This goes back to, I'll go back to and I'll requote. His Holiness Hazrat Mirza Musulam, the fifth caliph of the promised Messiah, when he talked of the Arab nations, I am not just talking about the Western world and the mainstream media. More complicit are the Arabs who sit there in Riyadh in 2023 at the Arab League of Nations, where Sir Mohammed bin Salman is more interested in concerts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
You have the more interested in concerts and his football league and spending millions and millions of pounds. Yeah. They can't get a they can't get a drop of water into Gaza for the people of Palestinians. Turkey is giving the the, the words are there, the lip service is there, but they're still trading. They're sending food to the oppressors, to the colonizers. Qatar, the same. You know, the second, the fourth caliph of the Promised Messiah, Hazrat Mirza Tahir Ahmed, may Allah have mercy on his soul, in the early 80s, he, he, he actually gave a sermon on this, but he talked about a time it will come when Saudi Arabia will have all its vested interests in the developed world, in the Western world. And even when they want to raise their head, they will be told, no. And they will have to bow. They will have to bow to the people where they have vested interests. What's happening today? What did Netanyahu say What t 10 days ago? He's, he said it loud and clear were people to hear that Arab, it, if the Arabs want to protect their interests, it is in their interest to stay silent. Netanyahu is doing it in your face. He's saying it in your face. He is doing what he wants, when he wants. And people are too scared to call him out. Ariel Sharon once said, he was a former prime minister of Israel. He says, American foreign policy is made in Israel. Hmm. American foreign policy. This is the man who was prime minister of Israel who said it. And he said it openly. Go and look it up. Take up. I would... I would challenge anyone to go and Google words of Israeli prime ministers from the past who have made comments about the wiping out of the Palestinian and to have one Israel. What I'm saying to you is call out injustice. Have the guts to do it. Don't, you know, you, you talked earlier, um, mm. again, um, it so many things come into your head yeah, when you yeah. talk about this you talk about the environment earlier yeah yeah green party mm. the green party in ireland voted against the ceasefire how does that work more bombs are being thrown on gaza in a week than that were thrown on afghanistan in a year yes what's that doing to the climate yet the green party in ireland are voting against the ceasefire so <laughs> My question to you is very simple, blatant. How many children need to die to whet your appetite to get a ceasefire? Because I sit here and I say, you're complicit if you're silent. You're mm. complicit if you don't ask for a ceasefire. You might not like the truth, but that's akin to you saying to me, and if your response to me is, do you condemn Hamas? My answer to you is grow up yeah. grow up this is not the narrative you need to be following because everything you said a month ago is now proving to be incorrect mm. yeah. everything you said but and finally gentlemen before I come to you just a quick thank you I mentioned the Irish Parliament but I want to be fair to them I want to be fair to Claire Daly she and, and some of the some of the ministers in in the Irish Parliament who have stood up for the Palestinian cause, I take my hat off to them. And this is just a clip of what she said in the EU Parliament.
It's genocide, openly declared and carried out by the apartheid state of Israel. Starvation, bombing, hospitals, ambulances, journalists, humanitarian routes, 10,000 dead, 1 in 200 Gazans killed, a Palestinian child slaughtered every 10 minutes for a month, and Frau von der Leyen's answer to this graveyard for children is to tell Israel to avoid civilians. Be as targeted as you can. Well, that displays some neck. You can't even call for it to stop. You can't even call for a ceasefire. Well, of course you can't, because these crimes against humanity are being carried out with your weapons, in your name, when you stood with Israel a month ago and you said you'd stand with them now and in the days to come. So don't come in here trying to wipe the blood off with belated concern. It's not just Israel's genocide. It's yours and The Hague isn't good. And The Hague isn't good enough for you, is the words of Claire Daly. And what did she finish with? Exactly what she's saying. It isn't just in the hands of Israel. Israel wouldn't be able to do this mm. if the supporters who support their action take action, call for a ceasefire, call for peace. And that's what the Amdi Muslim community has been doing, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly. um, I, I, I mentioned earlier that you had got together with some eminent guests on MTA Africa. Shed some light on that for us, please. Yeah, so um, as per the instructions of uh, His Holiness Hazim Zamasrur Ahmed, uh, the fifth caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, um, our department was, uh, MTA Africa department was uh, assigned a small uh, program uh, in which we talk about, um, you know, the current ongoing conflict between Israel and Palestine. I don't, I don't think it's a conflict anymore. I think it's more of a war now or in just war. Is well, how could it be a war if you? Ha- when have you ever found a war where someone could shut off their electricity and water? Exactly. Of the oppos- opposition. Mm. Right. Exactly. A, a war is between two two people. Two. Even it's not even a war anymore. <laughs> I mean, I said conflict at first, but conflict is just a, a dispute <laughs> between two two well, parties. This is the media messaging that that's, that's seeping in, isn't it? This but is this the, is the thing, isn't it? That the, misrepresentation of yeah. an event. Exactly. Yeah. So um, uh, over the past week or so, we our team, you know, done uh, a lot of research in terms of uh, preparing that program. It's a three-part series. It will start playing from Monday, inshallah, Monday evening, um, and the second part will play on Tuesday, and then the last part on Thursday, uh, Wednesday. Sorry. So it's a three-part series, and we have. Uh, uh, a good lineup of guests. Um, we had uh, uh, Abid Khan Saab, who's the press secretary of the Andalus Muslim community, Khalil Yusuf Saab, who's the vice press secretary, and also a lawyer. Um, and he, um, I think, he focuses on uh, um, this sort of law because he talked about the Geneva Convention, etc. And then we had Ibrahim Makhlouf Saab, uh, who's the uh, national outreach secretary of the UK Jamaat. Um, and in, we also had some other missionaries like uh, Nuruddin Saab from Review and Rahil Saab from the History Department of the UK. So what are you trying to achieve with with this? So in the first program, we sort of emphasized on the current issue, hmm. uh, which is happening, uh, which is sort of like a highlight from from the 7th of October to to date. Yeah. And some of the events that have taken place, what the Islam, what Islam says about war and um and and obviously the panel came in and gave their answers and solutions and i'm not going to give too much away because 
I think I want everyone to go and watch that program. <laughs> um, and then on the second program, it was more of a historical analysis. Mm. Uh, we looked and we delved deep down into history and saw how the conflict sort of started over the past hundred years. Yeah. And uh, some of these stories that I mentioned about Hazrat Umar is something that, you know, we prepared for the program. Um, and then the last part of the program, I think, and that's sort of the pro, uh, the 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 the, hi- the highlight, the highlight of the program, and I think that's what we're coming to that's in our show is. as well, is the guidance and uh, the guidance of the Andean Muslim community and the guidance mm-hmm. of the Caliph of the Andean Muslim community, which is given, which he's given to his followers, uh, to to the members of our community, and uh, how those guidelines can be applied into this um, sort of situation. And what Ahmadis should be doing on daily basis to help and um, you know prevent this 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 catastrophe to continue. And um, when and where can it, can someone find this? So the program is um, is going to be aired on all MTA channels. So we have uh, eight MTA channels. Uh, which are gonna um, uh, just for the benefit of the listener, yes. MTA is MTA is the the TV channel of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community, which stands for Muslim TV Ahmadiyya, and uh, uh, we're on Sky yep. uh, as well as other seven three one as well as other platforms. You also do live stream uh, on uh, YouTube, so if you just type MTA um, live stream on YouTube or on, on Google, you easily be able so, to find it. So there's it. Muslim television Ahmadiyya in Africa. In Arabia, in France, and yeah. Bangladesh. So basically, the 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 MTA one, mm-hmm. uh, the first channel is MT International, which is a global channel, which sort of covers uh, all the programs which are made by MTA studios across the world. And then you have MTA two, which is which focuses on Europe and uh, European languages. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're uh, Polish, German, Spanish. Um, French, French, then yeah. you sort of go to MTA uh, Europe, which is we two. even look after Germans. Yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> you have MTA um, three, which is uh, which is known as MTL Arabia, which focuses on purely on Arabic language and uh, Ar- Arabian countries. Then you have MTA four, which is MTA Africa one, because uh, you have two channels for MTA Africa. Uh, one is for Eastern East Africa, and one's for West Africa. So MTA Africa four. Uh, and five are two channels, and then you have MTA six and seven, which are MTA Asia. One's normal, one's HD. That's the only difference. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, MTA eight, which is uh, MTA USA. Apart from that, MTA also has some localized uh, uh, terrestrial uh, channels, like in Ghana. Um, sorry, Ghana went out a proper full-on uh, TV channel, and in Gambia as well. Yeah. But then there are some other places where they have localized terrestrial services. Um, and uh, you know, in in the past thirty years, it's been thirty years now. Now it's nineteen ninety two. MTA started by the grace, uh, of, God uh, by the grace of God Almighty. All run by volunteers. All run by volunteers, and you know, we have studios across. We have over twenty four, twenty five studios across the globe, and we translate our programs in more than twenty four languages, uh, which All is which glory is quite belongs to God Almighty. Uh, and w- w- when will the show be airing? Some Monday, so right? Monday, yeah. yeah, coming Monday. Uh, it, will, it will go on 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 air um, on on all the channels of MTA. So they and should then, go to YouTube now and sus- subscribe. 
<laughs> they can be informed when exactly it exactly if you if you go to our youtube channel mt africa or mt international mt online one uh you could just subscribe ring uh, press the ring uh the bell button and then when the program's on 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 on, on monday immediately after it's on uh, youtube you'll get a notification bell and you can just uh, go and watch it but i i highly recommend people to watch it um it's a good discussion forum it's a good uh platform where a lot of people um a lot of ahmadis who've had questions about the current conflict i think they will be answered in a very simple manner and they've bro- broken down the program into many nice segments it's got vts we've we've spoken to journalists on the ground in gaza yeah. we've um we've spoken to um academics um to to um you know even i'm going to give this one away now and uh, if Omar Saab is listening I apologize in in advance but we got the uh, prosecutor of the ICC um Karim Khan sir that's no big deal he's uh, he's also okay. part of the program and he's uh, he's given a you know interview on it interview yeah. on it as well yeah. so it's a very interesting program very interesting show do tune in make sure you listen and if you have any follow up questions you can always comment down on on the comment section on youtube there you have a, a comprehensive uh, advertising campaign run by <laughs> imam faiz for mta africa <laughs> <laughs> on voice of islam <laughs> radio <laughs> but you know we've spoken about uh, the, the injustice and the inhumane treatment and you heard that in the the voice of the palestinian ambassador when she was speaking at the united nations but it isn't just about calling out the injustice it's about delivering peace how peace is delivered what's going to happen it's not just about me saying it's not a religious war hmm. proven fact let's go and listen to a very brief clip of uh, the editor of the review of religions um, respected brother amir zafir when he had uh, um, an exchange with a rabbi what would the torah say specifically in such circumstances does it say yes you should go ahead and you should be able to in self defense carpet bomb or attack a whole place or does it have some limits does it have some responsibilities like imam imad mentioned that the prophet muhammad said that you sh- regardless of the situation in islam you cannot attack women you cannot attack children you cannot so what what does the torah say so we can learn what is the teaching in the scriptures the torah is very clear we not allow for example to cut tree with fruits not we not allow we not allow to kill animals if it's not something of the fighting in the war we not allow to do anything anything wrong to a human being that is not part of our enemy of course not women of course not children babies of course not disabilities we not they are not an enemies the enemy is just the people who try to kill you this is our enemy Now what did you find so common in what what the rabbi was saying to the list that was read out by Imam Faiz in the studio here exactly the same yeah huh. that uh, you know the, the trees the trees yeah the, the only the only yeah. people who should be in the conflict is the the, the soldiers hmm. who are who are attacking you hmm. and even if a soldier comes to you and says look I don't want to fight yeah uh, let him be let, let, let him be Move they don't want to fight they don't yeah. want to fight So this proves that this is that there is no grounds for this to be called a religious war. Yeah. But the reason why people are calling it a religious war is because they play on people's emotion. Yeah. 
But they want religion to divide is, as well, right? Of course. Yeah, they want but to how divide. to divide? Dividing is by us playing with your yeah. emotions. Yeah. And us religion and is. Yeah. Yes. Brother Kum, let me ask you a question. Mm. What's missing in all of this? Leadership. And? Guidance. And? Humanity. Justice. And, and righteousness. Righteousness. That's why I wanted to hear. Because the thing is, I, 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 don't, I don't believe that the teachings of the... the of of the Jewish teachings are any any false teachings. Mm. I believe, you know, that the Jewish teachings they are also pure and, you know Well Muslims we believe in the yeah. Torah, yes. Yeah. But the thing is I think it's it's just the way some people misunderstood the teachings of Islam yeah. and they would quote a verse from the Holy Quran to yeah. justify their extremist yeah, they, they, they ideas. Pick the bit exactly. They would just pick, cherry pick, yeah. uh, and misquote the Holy Quran. Which is what Netanyahu did. Exactly, exactly. To play on the emotions of his because of the of his the, army. The, yeah. the fact of the matter is is that a lot of Jewish rabbis are actually standing up yes. and they're mm. saying that this is against the teachings of Judaism. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right? And I mean, we've been there. I think we've been through it yes. as as Muslims because when ISIS and uh, uh, this cherry, the cherry Boko picking Haram, Boko Haram, Haram or Al Qaeda were, the, you know, at the time, the yeah. a lot of people would would call you a terrorist or they would call you what's in the black bag, you know, if you're mm. wearing yeah. a rucksack. Well, yeah, there was a lot now. of <laughs> a lot of racism because of the scarf faced. I'm wearing. <laughs> exactly, exactly, right. But it's cherry picking of these verses and then like. Formulating a whole opinion just based on exactly. One so, the the fact that I wanted to make clear is that we're not against Judaism. We're not against the Jewish people. We know that these are what's happening right now is not based on the Jewish teachings. This is completely no, no, against the Jewish teachings. It's, a, it's, it's a political ideology. A, exactly. Yeah. It's not a religious war. Even though Netanyahu is claiming that, but it's not a religious yeah. war. Look, it's just religion is sort of again being being used. Yes. To to justify the actions of 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 of, of the uh, of the Israeli forces right now. Look, that's, Judaism that's is four thousand years old. Mm. Zionism is a late nineteenth century political ideology. You can't say they're the same thing. There's yeah. four thousand no, no, years no. between them. They're, they're, they're completely yeah. not the same. So anti and this is what they what they this is what they want everyone to believe that anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. Yeah. It's not. Anti-Semitism is wrong. Yeah. Same as Islamophobia. Yeah. Yep. But anti-Zionism, Zionism and Judaism are two different. They're not even in the same book. Mm. Complete different books. Again, one is the word of, uh, is, 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 a, is a word of God. Yeah. And the other is a political ideology. Yeah, exactly. You cannot say the same. Just like ISIS, when they talk of their false caliphate. Yeah. Not, they don't. They misquote the Holy Quran. When the KKK quote uh, the, the the Bible, yeah. rubbish. Even Hitler quoted certain verses from the Bible. Yeah. Nothing to do with religion. Mm. In 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 India, when the nationalists quote the the Gita and the yeah. and the Vedas, they misquote it to to suit their narrative. Again, bigot-minded people have always used religion as a tool. Yeah. To divide people, as you said earlier, yeah, because they know the passion behind it, right? Yes. Because they know they they know that 
they can manipulate people with that. As soon as you bring religion into it, there's automatic divide. It's, it's us and them. You're this. You're that. And it's you know it's the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community who also says like you know when um, when you read a verse of the Quran or you read something. Read the first, the three verses before it, and the three verses after, after it, it to exactly. understand it that's truly right. in its context, yes. right? But this cherry picking that's been going on. Oh, the Bible says this, the Quran says this. Like you're clearly manipulating a situation here. Exactly. Let's. I mentioned Dr. Hussam Zomlat earlier. Um, yes. He spoke briefly at uh, a Amdiya Muslim Youth Association event at the Parliament. Um, which was uh, organized by Voices of Peace. So let's go and listen to what he briefly said. That Islam is able to bombard churches, mosques, universities, schools, UN shelters, over 100 UN aid workers. Islam is not only violating our very basic international rules. And there we had uh, Hussam Zomlat, who's the ambassador uh, for Palestine. <coughs> and uh, when I said voices uh, of, of for, for peace, uh, Imam Faiz just reminded me that's the actual title of the program that he was advertising <laughs> yeah. for Muslim Television Africa for about earlier. twenty minutes. For about twenty minutes. Basically, the Israel-Palestine conflict. Hashtag Voices of Peace. That's the name there of the program. So if you want to look for it on YouTube, just write hashtag Voices of Peace. And well, just subscribe now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and press the notification bell. There you go. And uh, you can send... No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, solutions. We talked about solutions. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I mentioned, and, and you, you, you uh, referred to it earlier, Brother Fahim, the Arab world is lost in its materialism and mm. in its 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 disillusioned power. Mm. Everyone is disillusioned in this moment, mm. and the reason I say disillusioned because there is a as Imam uh, Vaiz said, there's, there's righteousness is a miss. Mm. But that's for me when I look at it, that word is just too too much of a word for for it to be practiced in uh, the people who need to be protecting the interest of the Palestinians because and when I say interests of the Palestinians I mean their lives freedom that's all nothing else yeah. we're not talking uh, economics <laughs> we're not talking this that the other we're talking just freedom Breath. the ability to breathe the yeah. ability to breathe so what's missing it is evident that everyone if you look on social media within the Muslim world even children are crying for the arrival of the Imam Mahdi, for the Messiah, because they think this is the time. If there was ever a time for the Imam to come, it is now. Let's look at, a, again, a brief uh, clip and come back. And, and in fact, I would like both of yours opinion on this clip, that where is this clip going? What is Imam Raza talking about? A Khalif of the Muslims who represents the true needs and wants of the people of the Muslim Ummah, then there can never be victory and prosperity for us. Except there is. I give you glad tidings that the Messiah you have been waiting for has already arrived. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, peace be upon him, is a long-awaited Messiah who came to bring the Muslim Ummah under one banner of the true teachings 
of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. His current successor, the fifth Caliph, Hazrat Mirza Masood Hamad, may Allah strengthen his hand, has been advocating for peace and end of wars for more than two decades. He's leading a global community spanning over 200 countries, all following one command. But in order for us to do that, we need to establish and we need to develop a sense of obedience. Obedience, which means to give up all of our vested interests. Obedience, that means to give up your own ego. Are you ready to do that? Imam Rosa said it perfectly, yeah. give up your vested interests. We know political leaders are not going to do that. So, And we also know that the Muslim world has been looking for a caliph for decades. Yeah. But they're looking in the wrong place. Mm. I remember uh, Zulfiqar Ali Bhutto, Pakistan Prime Minister. He collected all these Muslim leaders and they got together and they all fought over who's going to be the caliph. Mm. Shah Faisal of Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Iran, all of these Muslim nations. They are looking for a caliph yeah. within the political paradigm it ain't going to happen a caliph is not someone you decide is going to be a caliph yeah. a caliph is decided by god yeah. it's a divine appointment 100%. and this is what imam raza was talking about that there isn't going to be any political leader who's going to unify the muslims is there imam faiz shed some light on this so, sorry i missed your question who's going to be the one uniting the Muslim. Is it going to be the political leaders? I mean... Uh, What's Imam Raza talking it, about when it, he's talking about if the, it, the reformer come? I mean, if it was going to be the political uh, leaders, why hasn't ha anything happened until now? Yeah. Yeah. There's only one person who's who's really strived to unite all the whole Muslim un Ummah under one banner, and that's the promised Messiah who was foretold by the Holy Prophet of Islam mm -hmm. that... You know, in, in, in the latter days, there will be a Messiah who will come. And when you when everyone has forgotten the teachings of Islam, the true teachings of Islam, the beautiful teachings of Islam, then that man will come and he will uh, revive, revive the, the teachings yeah. of, 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 of the same teachings that the Holy. So now what we've seen is over over the past 1400 years since Islam's inception, Islam has been divided into 73, 74 Six. different texts, yeah. right? Obviously, that means the first part of the prophecy of the Holy Prophet has come come to light. Yep. He said that there will be a divide between the Muslim Ummah. And he even mentioned the numbers. Then the second part is there will be a Messiah who will come and he will revive the teachings. People are now making songs. Salam, Ya Mahdi. That's right. Exactly, right? They're, They're waiting for, for the him. Messiah. Yeah. They yeah. want him to come. But open your eyes, please. The Messiah has already come. Hmm. You, 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 you have... You, if I tell you that there's going to be a chocolate in the drawer and you go to the other, uh, in, in, in room number one mm. and you start looking for the chocolate in room number two, you're not going to find it yeah. because it's not in that drawer. So what it's, it's, it's what Imam Raza said mm. that it's the ego. Exactly. Yeah. It's the ego. It's the, it's the you will need to be obedient. And like, is, everybody's calling for a, for a Mahdi, a Messiah, right? Like, but would they even be obedient if they, if they came? Exactly. That's the thing. So that 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 kind of takes me back to the same question we asked you a couple mm. of minutes ago, or maybe about ten, fifteen minutes ago. Okay, what's missing in this world right now? Mm. And you said righteousness. Mm. Righteousness plays a vital role in 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 in, in Islam. If if you, um, you know, you can do whatever you want, but when righteousness comes out of the equation, or your day-to-day -day equation, then everything goes wrong. Uh, a good example of that would be, um, for example, you know, we are supposed to pray five times a day. 
Can we say with certainty that there every Muslim in the world prays five times a day? Or do we, as individuals, look exactly. at ourselves? Do we, we don't. do five we times don't. a day? We don't, and yeah. that's already one step away from righteousness. Yeah, we're we're not uh, we're not fulfilling the basic the instructions yeah. which were given to us by Allah the Almighty, by the Holy Prophet of Islam. Peace and blessings of Allah. So how can we even claim that we are true followers of? of the religion yeah. of Islam. Yeah. So it, the the fact of the matter is, and Hazur, um, His Holiness, the fifth caliph of Daniel Muskuri, constantly reminds us and tells us that, you know, uh, reflect upon what you do. Self-reflection. Self-reflection. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on what you need to do, what, you do, what you're doing, and how you can become a better Muslim. The, the, the instructions, the, the law, the teachings... Everything's in front of us. Yeah. We even know the law. We even know what we need to do. The fact is that we've become lazy over time, yeah. and we choose. We choose. Um, you know this. Uh, this this thing in my hand right yeah, now. Phone. This phone. <laughs> yeah. We choose these things, materialistic things, over 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 faith. Yeah. And what happens is that the the like you were saying at the beginning of the program, when I was in the car driving, I was listening. You mentioned that is is we ourselves we choose. To step away from Allah the Almighty. That's Allah right. says that if you, uh, if you walk to me, I will run to you. Mm-hmm. If you take one step towards me, I will take two steps to, to, towards you. If you, if you, if you raise one hand, uh, hand, if you put a hand towards me, I'll put my whole arm towards yeah. you. Right. So Allah is there yeah. to. He's, he's always just there, there, waiting for us to, yeah, you know, it, make, to grab a, him. make a. The thing is, if you if you don't study for the exam, you're not going to pass. Yeah, that's that's the basic Simple. principle. You've got to put in sense. the reps, right? It's, it's the same with gym you, or, or exactly. Or You've got to put in those reps. Exactly, you, you, you got have it. to put in that effort to be able to achieve the 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 you know, like in your example, if you want to achieve a certain body uh, shape or healthy, body type, right? You've or be healthy, in, yeah. you have to put in that work. Yeah. And that's the same with everything at every level, at every stage of life. We know. That if you want to get a good job, you got to ed- educate yourself. You got to work hard. You got to do well in your exams. Your and then your payoff will be that one day you'll get a good job or you'll become a lawyer or doctor, or whatever you yeah. uh, you know ambitions are. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, so right. Yet, uh, in order to achieve anything, you got to be truthful exactly. to yourself. Yeah. You got to give justice, mm. and you got to be good and and and. Uh, um, and know your short, know your own shortcomings yeah. in order to actually move forward. Look at the man in the mirror. That's it, mm. without a doubt. Well, perfectly said, uh, brother Fahim. We are coming up to the last three minutes. Um, sports? Are you a sports person? Cricket person? Football person? Football. Give me one one headline that you want to talk about. Um, in thirty I think seconds. England won two deal. Did they? Uh, yeah. I don't even. They're know They're getting on their way to qualification, which is good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a cricket fan as such, but yeah. I've somehow been following the World Cup okay. and I think Maxwell is probably for me the man of the tournament without doubt he, I, he, I, I, <laughs> I, I think he I think he's double, Superman he hit a double century on one leg <laughs> that's right <laughs> and <laughs> I think Virat Kohli is doing quite well as well he's, I think, he's I think Virat Kohli has yeah, just proven he is the goat yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not the sheep He's the goat. I never understood <laughs> when initially when people said to me he's the greatest of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I think the fact that he has beaten Tendulkar, yeah. that's a... And again, he is a class batsman. Yeah. And, you know, you can't... You cannot deny India the the congratulations because they've held a fantastic World Cup. 
Yeah, yeah and, and they've per- performed really well as well. Yeah. I mean, from, from their batting lineup to their to bowling, the bowling lineup, lineup. It's been and amazing. their fielding yeah. and everything. It's It's been... I, I mean, think it will be the perfect World Cup final. Cricket, India, uh, India and Australia. Yeah. I think they're the deserved teams to be in the final. Exactly. So, you know, uh, may, may God Almighty enable the best team to win. But uh, finally, um, it's been an interesting show. You know, you can download the show on SoundCloud. If you just go to SoundCloud, Voice of Islam, um, Saturday Morning Live, you'll be able to listen to us go on about Palestine and injustice and humanity for uh, for, for for two hours or so. Um, Brother Fahim, final words. Just before words. we leave, sorry, yeah, the, the, the program is going to be at oh, 8.20 Brother Fahim, <laughs> this is the advertising <laughs> for... <laughs> the advertising is not stuff. Brother Fahim, you've got your 30 seconds. Yet. <laughs> um, I just like everyone to just think for themselves. Right, just don't forget even what we're saying. Just look at yourself. Understand that can any human allow the things that are going on to happen in the world right now? Yeah. Yeah. So just think about it and reflect. My turn. Uh, Twenty seconds. No advertising allowed. (laughs) So basically, the program is gonna (laughs) (laughs) the program is gonna play Monday eight twenty p.m. sharp. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, same time as well. So please tune in and please go on our socials and uh, find MTA online and uh, you'll be able to see the program. Last thing is that the 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 fifth caliph of the Andi Muslim community continuously tells uh, the, you know, the members of the community that in every day um, you should pray for the for, for the Palestinians. Yep. And every day in every prayer, you should make sure that at least one 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 prostration one such that is 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 devoted, dedicated dedicated or devoted to the Palestinians. Thank you for listening. Please forgive any shortcomings on our part. Please remember us in your prayers. Free Palestine. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Amen.